guys, welcome to this week's episode of Project Esports for November 5th, 2018. And we have a lot to talk about. I mean, sure, it's primarily going to be League of Legends and Overwatch for the usual, but we have a lot to talk about. I think it's going to be a more fun one, and just an overall, I'm excited for this one. I think Esports offseason for at least some of the bigger leagues is kind of coming up. So I, I think it'll be kind of good for us to wrap this up and then start finding other things to actually talk about. But what do you guys think? I don't know. I'm I'm excited. I feel like it's been a lot longer than normal since I've talked. I mean, like, it's been a little while. It's been a little while. But I do I do think off-season for a lot of esports, especially Overwatch and League, is going to be very exciting because, like, a lot we haven't been able to, we haven't even been able to talk like trades or anything like that in like ages, right? So I'm 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 pumped because I'm pumped for League off season. It's gonna be wicked. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of pumped for Overwatch off season in 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 the way that I'm excited to see all the announcements. But every second in between the announcements, I don't want it. I just want to watch Overwatch already. <laughs> oh, I know. But I mean, you guys are both so excited for off season and all that, but you're both deciding to leave me next week. So we will hopefully have two guests. Still working on it right now. Not going to disclose anything. I have a couple people in the works there. So hopefully you'll see two new people alongside me for next week's episode. Because they're both gone. And James is going on his four-week rotation of being off. So we'll have yep. an array of guest hosts coming up. So do tune into that. I have some really big kind of plans coming up. But with that, as always, our last little piece of housekeeping before we go into the actual news. If you have Amazon Prime, you can connect it to your Twitch Prime. Get a free subscription each month. You just put that little button right up above James right now. It gets emotes for the game house. No more ad view freeing, but it supports us. It supports the channel. It supports all of us. So it does mean the world to us. If you want to connect that, super easy to do. You do it once, once a month. Amazon doesn't remind you. So take that money away from them. Give it to us and help us out a little bit. But with that, let's jump into our first topic of the night. As I have no other way of calling it besides the League of Legends Power Hour. I mean, we want to talk world. Do you want to talk EU LCS? I mean, we have a couple of kind of move of coaches. Where do you want to start, James? I'm going to leave this off for kind of you. Alrighty, so sounds good. So for the League of Legends Power Hour, which is not going to take an hour, I promise, don't worry. Um, we're going to start it off with wrapping up worlds. Um, we had, to, to kind of start that whole event, we had the debut of KDA, which um, Andrew's already mentioned he's been killing It's that so song. good. I do not like K-pop, but... I've watched that music video a lot more than I should have already, <laughs> and it almost got me to go back and play League today. I'm in my Overwatch mood right now, grinding through gold, but it almost good enough for me. It almost got me to update League today. I'll say that. I mean, in like the the the, the live performance too, because I, I I I was one of those lunatics who set an alarm for 4 a.m. so I could get up and watch. Oh, <laughs> I did too. Watch. I watched the okay, perfect, entire okay. opening ceremony and perfect. Well, about halfway through the second game, when I realized the series was pretty much over already, but you stole my thunder. You stole what I was going to talk about. So, but uh, yeah, no. So the live performance uh, by KDA again, they went hard on like the hall graphics and all that good stuff, like um. I like to think I'm a true fan. Um, they went hard on the holographics and everything like that. Or not holographics, but the... Um, the augmented VR, reality. What it, augmented reality. There yeah. we go. Yeah, yeah. And it was and it was well synced up and everything like that. There was one hiccup, I think, with one, one of the animations. Um, but overall, it was it was really, really well done. The choreography was sick. Everything was awesome. Um, so, yeah. And then we get into the games. Was it better than the Baron? I mean, not the Baron, the Dragon. Which one did you yes. prefer? Oh, no, no, no. I think, I think KDA... 
trumped the Elder Dragon like hardcore. Like I think I think KDA did a, uh, a wicked job. So I was I was really happy with it. I'm and again I'm not a fan of K-pop either, but like it was it was pretty it was pretty cool to see live, um like live while it was happening I guess. Um, but yeah no so moving on from that we also had like the glitch mob as well which was really cool seeing them perform live. Uh, they did Rise of course um which was sick. Um, and uh, yeah, then the actual series itself, unfortunately, went the same oh. way as semis, which was a 3-0. It was a 3-0 for IG over Fnatic. Um, it was it was weird. It was a lot of people. A lot of people think that Fnatic just outright disrespected IG, but I think a IG just really really outclassed them. Um, we got to give a shout out for Dylan for calling it right. He did call. He did Easy. call IG. Easy, boys. I told you. Yeah. Easy you clap. predicted it all along. Give me those points. Give me those prediction points. <laughs> did we, did uh, we wager prediction point on that? I think. No. No, no we didn't. No, we didn't. We didn't Thank bring it God. up. I want to win still. <laughs> That's coming up soon. No, it's November, boys. I got to start doing the math and going back and watching a bunch of old stuff and figuring <laughs> yeah. out the math on that. How many times we bring a prediction king? Yeah, exactly. Oh, God. Um, but yeah, no. So with that being said, I um, the, the cool part about this is the LPL played out of the friggin' minds. Um, as a region, and this is their first title. This is their first world world title. So that's really cool for the region. That's cool to see that it was somebody else um, that was able to you know take it away as the crown. So now we have pretty much all the major regions except NA have taken taken the crown. Everybody Yikes. but NA, EU, Taiwan, Korea, and now China, and we're just waiting for number five. So, but I Maybe mean, I think. Well, I mean, that being said, we did it. We did have an NA team make it to no. semis. Yeah, right. So we I talked mean, about this last week. Like, we're we're gonna make fun of C9 because they still didn't win, but we're all super proud of them for how far they made it. And it's a lot farther than anyone expected. But oh, especially with starting from like tenth place, like that's a it's a pretty big feat, right? Yeah. So you gotta give credit where credit's due for sure. Um, but uh, um, yeah, I think yeah, I, I think there's a lot more to say about the opening ceremony than the actual series for this game. Because unfortunately, unfortunately, it really went by quick. Like I said, I went to bed halfway through the second game. I saw the blow in the first. I saw the same snowball happening in the second. I'm like, this, no matter what, they're going to win here. I was not surprised at all when I saw the 3-0. So I think that's too bad. And I wouldn't say they underestimated them. I just think IG is still so much better. The So the, the one takeaway as a armchair analyst that I am... Um, from watching Fnatic and all that stuff, is that Whippo, Fnatic's top laner, outclassed everybody until he got to the Shy. Yeah, um, I understand they played the Shy going leading up, but the Shy got a breed on him, and then it was basically lights out for Whippo. Game two, he literally disrespected the Shy, and he started. He was at 0-7 at some at one point. To that point, as a huge Myself personally, as a huge Soaz fan, they brought him out for Game Three to try and bring the series around. And Soaz did great. Soaz yeah. did Soaz, and it was enough. awesome. And the really inspiring thing about that too is Soaz tweeted after that that he's still not retiring. Soaz has been playing since season one, and he's still not That's retiring. Yeah, the the Baguette King is not is not taking a seat. He's not he's not retiring. He's not walking away from the game, which is awesome. I'm so happy for that because th that guy is a, that guy's an absolute phenom. So now we get sick ass um, IG skins. We get the black and white color scheme, which are gonna look real slick. I'm really excited for those. Um, but yeah, no, that kind of wraps up. It kind of wraps up Worlds. That was the end of Worlds. Um, yeah, they, like I mean, I, again, unfortunately, it was a 3-0. It wasn't like some crazy five yeah. or three-two, you know, five-game series. 
Um, but yeah, no. So yeah, kinda, well, like, I guess. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. I, I mean, I think it was disappointing that the semifinals and the finals all had three O's. But I mean, the I think that I think the best team in the finals there did win. And I think some mm. people are calling for double round elimination and stuff kind of like that for future tournaments. Yeah. I think we talk about that more as they go. But I think the format right now is still good, and I I, I don't think too much needs to change. But something that is changing is the EU LCS. All the teams have now been finalized. Kind of a total topic shift here, but it's still in the League of Legends Power Hour, so it's acceptable. But yep. what was it? Yesterday, I think we got the announcement of the final four or five teams. I don't have them off the list in my head. So, James, do you mind just listing? Because we didn't talk about it at all when the first couple were announced. So, just list off the 10 or 12 teams that are officially the final spots of the EU LCS. To my, to my knowledge, they actually haven't, they haven't given an entire list. They've announced that they are finished. But they are still reeling out teams that have, have not been confirmed. Um, like Unicorns of Love was the most recent one that were not confirmed for the uh, for the EU LCS. Um, I think um, Jacob from ESPN, uh, the esports writer there, he put out an official list of like all the confirmed ones. Did he? Get. Okay. Yeah. I'm I don't try know if it's official, it. but like all the ones that have had confirmation. But I guess while you're kind of looking that up, something I yes. want to go over to you, Dylan, and ask is that we're seeing so. A majority of them are going to be from um, the EU LCS. Some of them are similar. Some of them are kind of coming up in teams. But one of them that got in was Rogue. And one of them that got in was Misfits. Both of these are American teams. Mm -hmm. Do you think that should have happened? Like, I guess whatever money is, branding and all that kind of stuff. But, like, should this have stayed the European teams? Or, like, countries only? Or All right. Well, when you say they're European, do you mean... Or when they're American, do you mean they're American teams with American players? Are they European teams with they American players? They are American-based. Both Rogue and Misfits are based in the USA. I think that's fine. I mean, if they have European players, like if the majority of the players are European, I think that's perfectly fine. Because I know um, Riot definitely has like rules in place for you know like country of origin and where you're playing and all that. But like if most of them are from Europe, then yeah, who cares? Who cares where the money's really coming from, right? I mean, why is that an important thing? But I guess, I mean, if you're going to bring over a company, I mean, yeah, I agree with kind of European players and stuff kind of like that, but I just don't see why, like, the Unicorns of Love, a pretty beloved team that's based in Europe, it was already in the EU LCS, why they got the shift of this uh, shaft over Rogue that is, I think, based in, like, New Jersey or something. Well, because I know know why they got the shaft. It's because Riot basically put out a proposal, and they were like, hey – do you want to be a team? Get, give us give us your pitch for why you want to be a team and also prove to us you can give us like $20 million, whatever how much it is. So yeah. they went forward. They did that, and their pitch probably wasn't as good. Um, you know, their branding, what they want to do with the team, their staff probably just didn't line up as well as, you know, Misfits. And that's probably why they got the shaft. It, I mean, no other reason than that. Like, yeah, sure, it would have been cool to have a European-based team be in EU LCS, but... I mean, if you're not good enough, then you're not good enough by Riot standards. Yeah, the the big thing with the Unicorns of Love is that they've always been traditionally and prideful of the fact they are a small organization. The team was basically run by like previously like five staffers. That is true. It they was, don't have the money. It was cr- no, they didn't. They didn't. But they they did a great job of developing talent. Um, their their management was super passionate about them. Um, so it was you know that was always their like their shtick, their big thing. And unfortunately, that just doesn't mess up with franchising. Unfortunately, it was it was just kind of a sin. So, um, yeah, the, the rumor-selected teams are Astralis, 
um, who apparently Deficio is going to be d involved with. Um, yes. Shulka, Fanatic, G2, Misfits, Movie Star Riders, um, North, Rogue, SK, who is making a resurgence because SK hasn't been around for the last like two or three years, and Team Vitality. So those are the teams that are apparently rumored. Um, like, you know, rumored, but probably... probably Semi-confirmed. Soft-confirmed, yeah. kind of like when the Overwatch teams are being announced. Yes, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, no, um, those, like, like I, I'm not surprised to see Astralis making their making their their way in there uh virtual pro i'm kind of surprised they're not they're not involved in that i'm kind of kind of shocked um they they did they did have a big spot in the the uh what was it the russian league for a yeah. bit and but they never really trained because i mean they're a massive organization as well and they've been they've been around for a hot minute so i'm kind of surprised um movie star writers i'm not too familiar with myself um i mean I, it, I it could just be a whatever team that was just kind of upstart and they just had the money behind them i mean i think it's a lot more about the money than the established team or anything and they could have never played they probably have never played an eu lcs match and they just have the money backing them no, I yeah, don't well, think that's true. I, I think it's more than just the money because a lot of these teams can field the money, but it's also just about like the brand, the, the organization themselves. Like, yeah, like they could be an upstart, but like they probably have a strong staff behind them with some recognizable names. I just feel like yeah. Movie Star is such a weird name. It's a, it's a, so it's a, it's a Spanish t uh, telecommunication company. Um, okay. So, so, so it's probably... like SKT or something kind of like that. It, exactly. Okay. I mean, KT or Ulster, right? So like those, like that's why they're kind of making their name. Um, Rogue. I'm happy to see Rogue. I I think Rogue's been around way too long for them not to be a part of anything. Um, and I'm kind of I'm kind of so I'm happy about that. Um, so like if you could give the overall list so far, if this is what's confirmed for EULCS. Like out of ten, what would you give it? Because you're the one that most knowledgeable about this. I don't feel like I'm confident. I definitely know Dylan's not confident giving this thing a rating. Like, what would you say? Are you happy about this? Would you want to see it change? Like, so the only team I think that really had a, a spot that 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 really could have held its own against every everybody on this list because this list I, I'm pretty I'm pretty happy with. I like I said I would have liked to see Virtual Pro. Um, I'm I'm happy to see SKT back. Um, but maybe splice edging out either North or Movie Star Riders. Um, those in like, Giants, Giants got kicked out. Which I mean, they've always been the prominent like Spanish organization. So it was one Spanish for another. So that's yeah. fine. You're still getting all your all uh, like the, you're getting the Spanish like the, the Spanish market be really behind it. Um, but other than that, though, like this is a very competitive, solid list. I'm very happy with this. These are a lot of big names, um, with the exception of. Um, I'm not too, also familiar with North. North is the only other one I'm not familiar with, but they're a Danish organization. So, um, and the Danes have always fielded pretty, pretty dirty players. So I'm, I'm happy to see they're, they're around. And uh, by the looks of it, like they've, um, they're again, they, they participated in, um, some of the, the smaller league. I think it was, was it the Nordic one? I think okay. I'm not entirely sure, but, um, yeah, no. So, like, I mean, these teams, like, and I, I don't think, yeah, they're a, ma they're a major CS:GO squad. So, like, they're 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 known in esports, right? It's it's another one of those things where you're getting the crossover now, right? Same with Astralis. Um, so I I don't know if I'm saying that right, but yeah, no. So I think I, I I'm quite happy with this list. I think this is a lot of, with the exception again, with the exception of Rogue, this is a lot of EU pride, and this is going to be a lot of people wanting to watch these guys because it's drawing from everywhere. So I, I'm, I'm happy with this. Did list, you give honestly. it a number? I want to hear a number. Out of 10, out, what would you rank it? Eight. Eight, eight, eight. eight out of 10. I'll give it eight out of 10. Okay. 
Eight out of ten for the EU yep. LCS franchising spots that are semi-confirmed. I'm good mm-hmm. with that. So the last thing to kind of wrap off the League of Legends power 20 minutes or whatever it is that you're going to come out to be is a little bit of NA news that I think you really wanted to touch on too because we touched on uh, Zeke's going to TSM earlier this season. Now another head coach has been announced and you just kind of wanted to bring this up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So just a, a slight correction. It, it's Zix. Zix. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. Tony, Tony's been like my, a favorite coach of mine forever. He's a previous coach at CLG. Um, he was known for his like unorthodox drafting in early games. Um, but now the the mastermind himself is going back to CLG. Weldon Green is a part of CLG again. Weldon Green is like he's renowned renowned in like the esports scene because of of, of of basically how he conducts himself. And he, like the guy is like he's not a picks and bands kind of guy, which is fine because they've introduced the strategic coaches on top of the head coaches, right? Yeah. So you have you have somebody on stage and then you have the head coaches, right? So this lets Weldon do his thing. Um, Dylan, I know I know Weldon's uh, like somebody who you, even you're familiar with, so I kind of want to hear you uh, sound off on that as well. Yeah, I mean, Weldon is a very recognizable name in just esports in general, which is a pretty big deal because, like, his name is able to penetrate, like, different esports. And, I mean, I think the biggest thing is probably, like, the, the esports sports psychology yeah. kind mm-hmm. of, like, thing that he... Like, I don't want to say he, like, really helped bring about, but he really did. Like, he was, like, one of the really big names behind it and, like, really helped push it forward in esports a lot. And I know <clears throat> he talks a lot about it on, like, uh, streams and stuff and, like, on his Twitter and all that. And he actually, I think he had a class that he ran, all, like, an online class for esports, uh, sports psychology. And so I think this is very interesting pickup for them. Um, I think it's... Not something I would expect, to be honest. I thought he would kind of stay in that kind of role um, and just go to different teams with that. But damn, this is pretty big. And I think it speaks a lot to just like how good um, he is with the the strategy behind players because I'm sure that he's going to be able to take this team really, really far. Like I know he, he knows about like uh, key performance metrics and he knows how to run a team and he knows how to take these guys from like here to here, not as just players, but as people as well. And he's gonna treat these guys right. He's gonna treat them right, and that's that's what I'm most excited about. I think. Yeah. So like the big thing to remember, like the, so the big thing to really illustrate Weldon's track history in, in League of Legends um, is CLG. He took them to a title. He then goes to TSM, takes them to two titles. Goes over to G2, rebuilds G2 with the perk setup, brings them to semifinals of Worlds, pretty much. And now he's going, and then CLG is chucking out that MGN Grand money. So are you making the, am I hearing you like assuming that this hire is going to make CLG (laughs) great again? Um, I think, I think I do. I think CLG is going to take like a title this year. Probably not. I don't think so. I think you, you think it's going to be, they're going to get a title. You're going to get a title. Okay. All right. So are you saying, are you saying both splits or just one? One. One. Okay. He doesn't know what a split is. <laughs> <laughs> I know what a split is. But uh, yeah, no. So I think, I think it, it one. It depends on the players that Weldon gets to deal with. There is a good solid foundation there. Um, unfortunately, the CLG community has been calling for like a roster shuffle for like ages. It's kind of getting old. Uh, as a CLG fan, as somebody who spends time on the subreddit, it's so old. Being like, it's so tiring seeing get Huey out of here. You know. Screw Darshan, screw Rainover, like get these guys out of here. I think Stix A is like the only one they actually like. Um, so 
it's it's uh there there is i feel like there is going to be some changes within the organization um but weldon green is a killer start and i'm excited to see where this goes from here um i will i will weigh in against dylan i think if i think they're only going to take one title too but i think it's going to be the summer split i don't think they're taking both um i think it's going to be the, i think it's going to be later in the season when they act when weldon actually has That's time fair. to work his magic um, that being said, though, he is involved in the in the team in November, and they don't start up until, like, March or April. So that's, uh, that's kind of hype. But hmm? – no, sorry. I was just saying, yeah, that, that there's plenty of time for a big change to kind of happen in the team. And that I, – I, I don't know if – I think in March there will be a difference. I think you will see a different CLG team on stage starting the very first day of the split. But I, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, I'd be curious to see how much it kind of progress over time. I feel like anything that he does, he can't implement early on. But like you said, it's not going to be game day. It's not going to be the picks and bans. It's not going to be that no. where it makes a difference. It's going to be how the organization is run and how the players are treated. And I think yeah. that can happen between now and March. And I don't know if that much will change between the first and second split. So I, I lean a little bit more towards Dylan that if they are going to win a title, they're going to win the first one. I don't think they're going to, but I don't think that more time with how he, what he focuses on, is going to make a big difference unless they really do a roster change like early in February and the players need time. But if they stay at the same roster, I don't think there'd be a big difference in time over um, kind of the rest of the year. Yeah, it's gonna be with the current roster. It's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting to see kind of how they, what it, like I mean he, I don't know Weldon could get in there and be like we don't need to change anybody. I can make this work, and then we see results quicker. So I'm not too sure. But um the oops sorry go on. Oh no, I was just gonna say the one other League of Legends thing we had related that uh, we did kind of miss that should have been really wrapped up in Worlds, but we kind of we, we I think we got a little ahead of ourselves is that they did announce the next three locations. Oh yeah. Or the next three, yeah the next three worlds. Um, so we have. Europe, which has been announced for Paris. Um, it seems like Riot really took the criticism for them not being able to secure venues early, um, like this year with uh, with Korea and stuff like that. They, they got a huge ton of lashback for that. Like this was going back to Riot's tanking and all this stuff. They're like, okay, you want to you want to give us a bit of flack on this? We're gonna give you three years, and we we're gonna like already establish this. So we have Paris, France. Then we ha- are going to China, and then we're back to North America for 2021. 2021. So Project up. Esports will be on site 2021 for the media pool. <laughs> yeah, I'll see you guys there. But, I don't care where the hell it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess I, I think this is an announcement. I don't think there's a ton to talk about here. I love seeing the idea of it coming back in the U.S. in a couple of years. I'm curious to see where it's at. Um, yeah. Paris, I mean, the stadium, people are already having problem. Yes, they have the venue secured, but it's in the middle of soccer season. So a lot of people are kind of complaining that it's a small stadium. And all that kind of stuff that just normal Reddit complaining really is what's yeah, kind of going yeah. on there. And China's China. I mean, I I mean, what a surprise it's in China and then within the next three years, especially with that region starting to do a lot better and kind of growing even more in the league scene versus um, South Korea. But I guess, yeah, is there anything out of that you want to kind of go up to um, on that? Otherwise, the announcement's been made. And yeah, just anything else you want to wrap up from like the league segment? Weldon Green. I'll say it again. Weldon Green. We'll leave it at that. All right. It's a good season for CLG, boys. That's what I'm saying. Okay. With that, we will transition out of League of Legends after what does feel like an hour to Dylan, I'm sure. But it it was good. It was all needed to talk about. So it's, 
That's glad. Now we can kind of start moving over to Blizzard. I mean, we're going to touch on BlizzCon a little bit. But before we get to that, some events that happened at BlizzCon that are Overwatch specific I want to touch on. So we did come to the conclusion of the Overwatch World Cup. I am absolutely horrible at making predictions, except for the winner. Every single team that I picked lost, except for South Korea, which did go on to win. The finals match was South Korea versus China, with South Korea really being dominant and winning that there, um, which really wasn't a surprise. I mean, as we talked about, South Korea is usually pretty dominant. But we saw the U.S. choke in the first round. We saw James Canada team. Uh, what are you guys going to say? Bringing the say juice. Yeah. XQC brought the juice, boys. The boy. And they're giving away XQ stuff, the XQC stuff, the crowd and stuff like that. Overall, the World Cup was really a really a fun event. Not how a lot of people predicted. Canada did a lot better. UK looked absolutely unbelievable. I was really impressed with how they played. Um, I'm ultimately ended up running into just a much better team, but I was really happy with. How the setup was, I was really happy with the gameplay. I watched every single match, every single moment, and I overall all loved it all. But once again, do not ever trust me when I make predictions for Overwatch. Because clearly I have no idea what I'm talking about besides the winner. Which I guess isn't that bad, but... <laughs> yes, I agree, Andrew. You have no idea what you're talking about. Anyways, <laughs> on to the next topic. China looked really good, though, actually, right? Yeah, I was, I mean, no one expected, I didn't, I picked China to lose right away, because I'm like, Shanghai sucks, they have no one, their team looked unbelievable, and I'm making the prediction, I'm deciding a prediction, I think it's a, like, uh, 100% solidified fact that every single player on that roster will be on an Overwatch team next year. Easy. Easy. Easily. Like, they performed, I think they outperformed a lot of people, even people that predicted them to go down to the finals or even win, they still looked a lot better. And I think every time China came up, they talked about how amazing and how much they were outperforming kind of the expectations there. Even though they expected them to do very well, no one predicted them to do that well with how... I think just kind of the general Overwatch population just saw Shanghai Dragons, 0-40. China sucks. Kind of my <laughs> prediction there. Should have done more research. That is my bad. But China looked unbelievable. And that makes me a lot more excited for the new Chinese expansion teams because those players are going to be staple pieces for those teams. And I think that's going to be a great couple of players to build around. And we saw a lot of people in the World Cup that are going to be moving on to rosters, I think, within weeks. Because we already saw um, Fusions, which was the main tank, pretty much Reinhardt player for the UK team, just got announced today that he's playing on the Boston Uprising Academy team. He got picked up, and I'm sure a lot of that had to do with the World Cup performance. So I think this is a really great showcase for a lot of those players, especially those contender players, and China was unbelievable, and they're all probably in negotiations right now if they weren't before the World Cup because they played unbelievably. Anything else on the World Cup? I think we aren't the ones to go into the minor details about outplays and all that kind of stuff i think we want to keep it a lot kind of bigger picture but is there anything else you saw anything else you wanted to comment on from the world cup in general i want some lucios i know we'll talk about a little bit in blizzcon kind of wrapping up just all things blizzcon because blizzard is pretty much associated with all things esports at this point but kind of want to talk about the another thing that was announced before the first round of the uh the what was it the quarterfinals at um the world cup a new hero has been announced. Ash yeah. 
and I guess her companion Bob, you can't say one without the other, have been announced as the 29th overall hero for Overwatch. And I think she looks absolutely unbelievable. She hit PTR. I think she's going to be way too hard for me to ever play, and I will never be good at her, much like Widowmaker and McCree. But I think her <laughs> kid looks super fun. I think I love the short that went alongside her. And I don't know. I didn't. I have not seen a single person complain about Ash, and especially Bob. I mean, if you have not seen Bob, who's a giant omnic, and he is just everyone's favorite. And pretty much He's all adorable. of esports Twitter is blowing up over him right now. The the only complaint I've seen about about Ash and her kit is um is that Bob is AI controlled, which people think are going to be like, eh, it could be a little hit or miss yeah, on how effective he, like, it is. Yeah, I, I was watching someone stream. He has the um iq of a bronze player but the aimbot of like a god is pretty much where he's at like if he is not put in a perfect <laughs> position he does nothing half the time yeah. i've seen him been used he just goes straight into a wall and then just does nothing and sits there, there and makes no progress so i think right. it'll take some adjustment to kind of his kit and getting used to it but it has a super high skill ceiling i think there are going to be some unbelievable plays on it coming up in the overwatch league and i'm really curious to see how meta it's going to be when she's actually introduced in and how buffed or nerfed she'll be before the overwatch season comes around which is a long time from now now we did we did see somebody else out of that short too that's yeah. the other thing too we saw somebody else teased like i mean echo is a character we don't know if like i mean the, i don't know it's kind of nice to see overwatch actually addressing like the lore element and they're kind of trying to trying to really deal with that so i don't know if they're actually gonna if echo's gonna be a character i mean so he i, I think like, i mean i think it's almost confirmed that i don't know if she's gonna be 30 but she's confirmed that she's gonna be another hero yeah because like kind of going point, after yeah. the short jeff was going through so like which one do you guys want to see the which one do you think is the next character whatever yeah he actually explicitly said it yeah yeah could it be the triplets like nah like <laughs> the three of them look exactly the same could it be um echo he said actually i think we need a little bit more time with her how about mm -hmm. Bob? While Bob is awesome, he's not quite the one or whatever. The next, the 29th hero of Overwatch is going to be Ash. And then they kind of went back and introduced Bob. So I don't know if it's confirmed that Echo is going to be, but she is going to be her hero here at one point. That's pretty much what it means with a little bit more time. And kind of with the comparison of seeing of why a lot of people are pretty confident that she's going to be the next. The two heroes are kind of announced kind of very simultaneously, which were um, Orisa and Doomfist. Orisa was made to kind of defend against Doomfist, and they kind of released in that order. And obviously, Echo seemed to have some kind of relationship with McCree, and so does Ash. So it kind of makes sense there, too, that the heroes are all kind of intertwined with some lore, backstory. So I do think that is going to be hero number 30. Obviously, that's just speculation right now, but a lot of people seem pretty confident that she's coming sooner than later. And I think March is when, like, the second hero of the year is usually released. My one, my one complaint with Ash is that like every game now is a character named Ash. Yeah. Every character, and it's all spelled the same way. It's always with the E at the end. I like it. Oh, that's not true. That's not true. Rainbow Six. That's not. Okay, Rainbow Six is Ash. Yeah. Okay, but she has a hit registration of like, a, 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 of like a plank. Like you can never hit her. But like, yeah, I know. So every everybody gets an Ash. Everybody. I don't know. I, I I don't have a problem with that. I, I don't have a. I have not seen a single problem personally. I got to play her a couple games on PTR earlier. I had to do um, no limits because literally everyone would just leave the quick play match if they didn't get Ash. So it was impossible to play that. 
But, uh, yeah, I, I haven't seen too much complaints. I'll be curious to see how she really fits into the meta, how she interacts and kind of does against different characters. But I'm excited for that. I'm excited to kind of see where the um, what 30th here is going to kind of be because a lot of people are kind of speculating that it was going to be some kind of robot, which is what the leaks were kind of going up. So maybe some of that's a little truer than um, we thought it was coming later. But anything else kind of from the Overwatch Central we want to kind of touch on? I mean, Lucio's. Um, kind of can bleed into Bliss kind of a little bit next too, but they announced that Lucio is now getting his own cereal, partnered with Kellogg. Oh, so much. <laughs> and it's called Lucio's. I think it's everything everyone could ever want from a cereal, and I am absolutely going to be purchasing it the second I can. We'll probably do some video of each one of us trying it and giving impressions or some stupid thing like that. But I love it. I think it's just, it's fun, it's creative, and I heard it's not that bad from the people that have tried it at BlizzCon. Oh really? Like they, they, it's like it's not just a gimmick. Like it's a decent. It's it's for Kellogg's, isn't it? Like I'm Kellogg's, pretty sure it's just <laughs> Cheerios. Whatever, like Lucio's man. Cheerios. I mean, they're circles. Circles. I'm like, I'm sure they're not anything super crazy. I mean, it could be like Fruit Loops. Just be like horrible, horrible for you. Like whoa. Okay, I thought you were gonna say bad taste. I'm like, that's a different topic. But do not ever insult. C- cereal stream where we rank all the cereals <laughs> oh god we're just gonna become a ranking channel just the most random things that we somehow associate with esports one way or another but yeah so overwatch world cup brand new hero um hero 29 and potentially hero 30 coming down in the future bob is unbelievably cool he can be nanoed he can be sleeped he's pretty much his own entity i love all of that but anything else you want to touch on before we kind of move to blizzcon and kind of taking a step back from just kind of the Overwatch specific part. No, I'm ready to jump right back into the the rest of the uh, rest of BlizzCon. Well, before we jump into BlizzCon, we're gonna do our little mid-show kind of reminder that if you do have Amazon Prime, you have Twitch Prime. So do connect that. Help us out. We're working on emotes. We are trying to do whatever we can for our subscribers. It helps us out of town, out a ton. It helps the game house out. So if you do have Amazon Prime, it's super easy to connect with your Twitch Prime. You get a free subscription each and every single month. Amazon does not remind you. So if you have done it before, it's probably up again. So do just push that button right above James right now, and it helps us out a ton. But with that, that's a little pre, uh, mid-show ad roll, whatever you want to call it. Let's jump sell into out, sell out. Blizzard, BlizzCon. <laughs> and before we even talk about esports-related stuff, Dylan... You get 30 seconds to just scream into your microphone no, about no, I, want, I want a minute. World. I want a minute. Give me the, the minute rant. All right, hold on. Hold on you get a minute rant. Because this is an eSports-centric show, but One I second. respect Dylan enough to know that up. he is incredibly upset and he is standing up for this right now. So you guys are in for something. All right. All right. Let's start the clock. Yep, start the clock. I like it. Go, go, go. All right, I just want to start by saying this is not about mobile games. Anyone who who puts down mobile games and they consider themselves a gamers, fuck you. Mobile games are perfectly fine. Second of all, this isn't an attack on the developers at all. It, it, it's perfectly fine. But God damn it, I'm, I'm so upset about Diablo Immortals. I didn't want this game. I just want Diablo 4. Everyone wanted Diablo 4, and that's all we wanted. We didn't want a mobile game. We didn't want a mobile game that wasn't made by Blizzard at all. We didn't want a mobile game that was going to be always online. That's basically just Diablo 3 with like a few things added onto it. We wanted a new Diablo game. And I think the big thing going behind that is just because Diablo 3 didn't live up to what we wanted. And yeah, sure, you can go play Path of Exile because Path of Exile is a great game. And it's just Diablo 2, but with just way bigger and it's a better game. Please go play Path of Exile. It's really good. Uh, and then apparently Blizzard was supposed to be like, hey guys, by the way, we're working on Diablo 4, but we're not ready with it yet. 
and they decided to pull that and oh this is terrible marketing bad marketing and that there is time i feel like he practiced that i feel like I he, he did, asked for that minute because he yeah. definitely has practiced more. parts of that i had more you had more <laughs> but he kept it to a middle i'm sure you get anyone that wants to follow at Beal for real on twitter can get more rants from dylan whenever you <laughs> can imagine but with that out of the way, Dylan can now talk about BlizzCon without absolutely losing his mind. Because I have never seen a man more upset about an announcement over a Slack channel. So, <laughs> we are good to move on. And I'm handing it back over to you, Dylan, for something a little bit more esports related with StarCraft. Your pride and joy. Yeah, so this was something actually really, really awesome. Is during, at BlizzCon... We actually saw the first non-Korean champion at BlizzCon in like 18 years. Yeah. Which is insane. So Serral, who's been like really blowing up in StarCraft 1 against uh, stats. And this is pretty incredible. He won 4-2. So it wasn't like super, super close and he cheesed it out or anything. It was like he is hands down the best StarCraft player. And we had a lot of hopes in NA throughout the years. Um, Jinro um scarlet yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who else was like the big ones I, I would say like those are some of the two big ones i think Scar i think Scar after scarlet's like olympic thing like the, everybody was like okay scarlet can yeah. put us back on the map right yeah and like it was close and we finally saw it and this is pretty incredible and he's a young dude too he's I as old he could... he's as old as the game i think what he was just over like, 20 years so he's 20 years old yeah, he's like he was born like a month or two before StarCraft like one, which That's is crazy. insane. It's so insane that like this kid was born, StarCraft, Starcraft came out, and then they're like the same age. That's it, it just shows like how how much of a staying power StarCraft has. Like it really does have a, a pretty incredible staying power that like it's twenty years after the game came out and we're still talking about it. Yeah. Um unfortunately, I mean, StarCraft has this really um big nostalgia factor i think and i think that's what keeps it going as an esport right now um is that people just still respect the game so much that even if you don't play it because like man i can't imagine too many people play starcraft 2 on ladder anymore but damn people still care about it as an esport and they, they should because starcraft is i still think the peak esport the peak esport of all time this is this is the the, the chess of esports this yeah. is like prime big brain memes here like that's what, what starcraft is i no guess other i don't know too much amazing about what has been said by blizzard or anything like that is there going to be a starcraft 3 they've they've, they've made no mention of it no, they, the only, no time soon do you the think only you don't think i mean do you think there's going to be and at that point do you think starcraft 3 would reinvent the starcraft esports scene or do you think starcraft 2 would still stay primary and that I, it just wouldn't be the same I think that uh, Blizzard RTSs um, are going to have to go through a big major change. And I think actually kind of wrapping it back to Diablo, I think the same thing is going to be for action RPGs. I think whenever Blizzard is going to release a new game, like an actual big new game, not an expansion, not um, like an offshoot or anything, but like an actual full-fledged World of Warcraft 2, Warcraft 4, um, Diablo 4, any of the... or even Overwatch 2, eventually. Um, they're going to have to really reinvent what they're doing. I mean, Blizzard did that with, with the first-person shooter. Now, yeah, you can 
uh, it's just Team Fortress 2, blah, blah, blah. But they still reinvented it, right? Like, they still <laughs> took their own kind of, like, flair and love into it, and they put it into the FPS genre, and they made it something unique and interesting. And they're going to have to do the same thing with RTSs. Is it going to be Warcraft 4? Is it going to be Starcraft 3? I don't know well, what it's going to be, but they're going to have to do something to really reinvent uh, the RTS. Same thing with action RPGs. They're going to have to yeah. reinvent that genre. Well, I mean, we did get we did get the Warcraft three, uh, like you know, reforged. Which I mean, it, but well, I mean, like, it's going to be the same game. It's just yeah, like it's going to be mastered. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly. So yeah. yeah, I think I think it does need to go through a big, a big rehaul. But I don't know. I, again, this is just it. I feel like you, the market that 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 Starcraft attracts is like again, it's the chess of esports. When, yeah, and that's, nobody, that's why you have to reinvent it. That's why no, nobody's reinvented chess though. That's the thing, and chess still has like, is is there that many people going in to play competitive chess? No, not really. But I mean, it's still respected as like the the epitome of of gaming. You know what I mean? And like thought process and stuff like that. So do, do we think StarCraft Two just has its place as being like this? The again, like the top of the pinnacle as far as like uh, like skill ceiling. No, or well, you no, think... you you can have a game like that, and you can keep it reinvented you can have the best of both worlds and i mean we're not the game devs like we we, we can't invent envision what like the the, the next revolution in gaming is going to be but i think they they have it you know uh it, it's the same thing with overwatch i mean you took a genre like first person shooters which for the most part was about like lightning reflexes like god tier aiming headshots yeah being a god at that and they made it into something that does have all those aspects to them but there is a casual aspect into it. I can just load up a game. I can just shoot around and have fun. I play Reinhardt and just fucking swing a hammer everywhere. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and but but that was a way they kind of reinvented that and they they changed it, made it different. And I think they can do the same thing with StarCraft and still keep the hyper competitiveness. I'm, I, I want uh, look honestly, as somebody who is who kind of came up like and played Star, like, the original StarCraft and Brood War and stuff like that. I want to see it too. You know what I mean? Like I want to see. I want to. I want to see the revamp happen. I just. I don't. I don't know what they got to do to do it. I. I hope they. Uh, um, I just hope we we get there. You know what I mean. I hope. I hope it comes. And then with so we move from one of your babies to the next one. I think I don't have much to add on StarCraft because I really have no experience with it. I'm absolutely horrible at the game. Warcraft Three was my first ever RTS, so I am incredibly excited for that. But there was one other kind of esport related event that did happen. Oh, you guys both just stood. You both just stared at the same second. I thought you were both froze because you're both being like the same movement, just staring at me. But Hearthstone did get an announcement for its new expansion. I know James, you play a little bit. I don't really play too much. I've gotten to a little bit. But Dylan, you are again our residential. Yep. Yep. I'll give Hearthstone. you guys the rundown. Uh, just, just uh, for transparency, um, we're not here to inherently report esports. We're here. We're reactionaries. We're here to bring you our take on esports. So I'll take, I'll give you my take on it. Arson has another experience. I mean, a little it's bit of takes, but also some information on what it actually is. I, I give zero information. Uh, no, but uh, there's Rastakhan's Rumble. It's a troll-themed expansion. Um, information. Uh, they have some new mechanics. Overkill, which is you kill something, and if you kill something, you get to keep going. Um, I... They have, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, they have, uh, they have like, it, it's like, it's troll themed, so it's like, uh, 
Maybe wow, I did not know you struggled this Maybe hard to put out information on some of their themings and stuff like that. Like they have like, like a not like totems, but they kind of have like spirit guides and stuff like that. Yeah, the, the Loa, which is I mean, the yeah. Loas are like such a huge part of like the Warcraft lore that it's not like for for anybody. I don't think it's like a huge like oh god, like should they be really going down that road? Like I mean, because like I mean, Warcraft's been beating that horse for years. You know what I mean? So I don't yeah. think that, that's unreasonable. I th I think the totem thing is kind of cool that you get like. Depending on like what class you are, it correlates with which lower, which means which buff, and which I think, which I think seems kind of dope. Yeah, I mean it's okay, but as like the the resident Hearthstone expert here, as the resident, as a resident, uh, you are the resident company, a lot of things for this podcast. <laughs> I, I'm just I'm just gonna say this is probably the one one of the most least exciting, and it's really disappointing because there's nothing about this expansion that gets me excited at all. And I will, I will have the caveat of I, uh, I have been playing a lot of MTG Arena, um, so I yeah, have yeah. been getting into Magic a lot, um, both Paper and MTG Arena. And Hearthstone's not bringing anything to the table right now. There's nothing new. There's nothing exciting. There's nothing interesting. They're gonna have a solo mode, but the solo mode is probably just gonna be like the what, what we had before. There's no crazy amazing cards that are super exciting. Like, um, at, like it didn't pan out to be that great, but like Wilfred Fizzlebang, right? He was a card that was like, put this in your deck, and you get just a random deck at the beginning. That's really yeah. cool, and it, and it was yeah. it was a deck that like worked together. It was part of their like recipes. That's a cool card. That's really interesting and kind of gets you hyped up, even if it didn't work out so great. It is really cool. They're not really releasing anything that's really all that cool. Like I don't. I mean, the theme is okay, but even in Warcraft, I didn't really. I don't. I don't like the trolls that much. Um, they're they're okay, but like they're not my favorite race, and so nothing about it is getting me excited. You know, this isn't like this isn't like Lich King expansion. Like it is not getting me hyped yeah. for this and stuff. So there's there's really nothing there, and it's a little unfortunate because um, I do shell out Hearthstone a lot. I always buy the the pre releases, but I probably won't with this one. And wow. I hope it will Blizzard will take a hit with this. I hope they'll take a little bit of a hit because a lot of people have been having a lot of issues with Hearthstone. A lot of the balancing Druid has been really oppressive, et cetera, et cetera. I hope they do take a little bit of a hit and they look towards Artifact and what it's going to be. And they take a look at MTG Arena and what it has to offer. Yeah. And, they, and they really find their niche and drive into it because that's what they need. MTG Arena is for the, the, the tryhards. Um, Artifact, I don't even know what that's going to be like. Who knows? Um, but Hearthstone needs to find out that it needs to be casual but casual in a competitive way which sounds contradictory but it's not you know you can be a casual game that people can easily get into and also have a competitive nature i'm looking yeah. at you league of legends they do that perfectly my boys <laughs> you need to you need to find that niche and you really need to drive with it and hearthstone needs to figure that out. yeah that's one, my hearthstone uh, one, rant. one one question from the chat uh do you think this will this new xbox will favor arena over constructed it might. Uh, I'm not a big arena player, so I can't really say. Um, I hope I hope it will do well for constructed or for for arena because I don't think it's doing great things for constructed. And if they're not going to do great things there, then hopefully arena is going to shine a little bit because arena is a really cool format. It's a yeah. really cool format. I think drafting is really really cool and. A lot of people who who play arena only play arena, so hopefully they get yeah, some like, like crip and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully they do get some love with this. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Not a clue. <laughs> that is here, here, here. This is what we'll do. I'll switch it. I'll switch it up, and we'll go into branding something you are familiar yes. with. Yes, we can do this. So, 
Dignitas, for anybody in the chat who's familiar with, the, with Team Dignitas, they've been around for ages. They've, they've, they've tried their hand at many, many esports. League of Legends was their big one, um, and they got relegated. Or they didn't make franchising. That was the big thing. Um, so now they've relaunched a rebranding. Uh, they're no more, they're no longer Team Dignitas. They're just Dignitas. Um, they've rebranded with a, um, with an, an owl that I guess is very, very, um, like related to, I think it's, it's, it's some sort of like, uh, like folk culture. Um, I, I remember I, I looked it up. I, I like really actually went in depth with it because Dignitas for me was always like, I was always a big fan of the organization. Um, but that being said, they it looks it's a cleaner look it's a nicer look but for any of our listeners or anybody in the chat google just dignitas and see what happens spoiler alert when you do just google dignitas maybe like pause it like after i say that and then like go back but if you go if you google just dignitas you will not find team dignitas you will not find their page the first page you see is what Andrew? Because uh, you have a very confused look on your face. Oh no, I I have something okay, to explain okay. that. You, you finish okay, you finish cool. your statement. Okay, cool, fair enough. So it is a um, assisted suicide um, web uh, like organization out of Sweden. That is it, it's it's yes. basically like like looking basically it, it, it's actually a very well like well well respected organization but that is that that's their thing is is basically just you know go like dying with dignity sort of thing right so. This is what you f- see w- after this rebranding. This was like the biggest takeaway that everybody had when they did this. Like, and I don't get me wrong. I think Dignitas really needed to do something to re rebrand themselves. They needed to do that because the organization was so dated. It was very much okay. You can tell these guys were in at the grand level, ground level esports, but they didn't really adapt like everybody else did um, from the or- from the organizations that did make it since then. You know what I mean? Um, but. Dignitas is now up on the times. They just the execution kind of fumbled a little bit. That being said, Dignitas does have a good backing. They're backed by the 76ers. I know the 76ers don't have the best track record. <laughs> like they're not really the best NBA team, but they are trying, and I like that. I respect that, especially from an organization that's been around so from so long. Um, and the, the the new uniform looks pretty slick. I'm pretty happy with their with their logo and all that good stuff. It's it's pretty sharp. Again, it's just. This little fumble of actually trying to find the team. I'm assuming that if you do Google Team Dignitas, you'll actually find them pretty quickly. But if you're just going by the new their new brand, they're not the top search guys. They're 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 not top of the food chain. Number one, I miss Digi. I love their old mascot. I love their old logo. I know it didn't adapt the time, but I miss Digi because I just thought it was cute. It stood out. And it was one of the first things that kind of drew me to the team. So, one, I don't personally love the new logo. I think it just nope. screams generic, rather kind of be like soccer team or just kind of one of the million esports organizations you see kind of going out there. It it just doesn't scream unique to me. I know TSM or, I mean, I mean, I know there's a lot of big esports teams that really don't have anything super unique for their names, but I just don't love their logo. It just doesn't speak to me compared to the old one, but I really was kind of more leaning towards the, I liked how their old one looked a lot. Yeah. Two, yeah. with not searching up under just Dignitas, that is called search engine optimization, and that takes a lot, a lot of time. So how Google shows up websites is based on people that are linking to old websites, that content based on and all that kind of stuff. And obviously this is a well-known organization. A lot of people wrote articles about it. Like pretty much every time someone writes the word Dignitas, and it kind of has to do with a certain like website or they link to that website, Google puts it up higher. 
So when you change a team from Team Dignitas to Dignitas, obviously they're pretty much starting all over again. Because everything mm-hmm. that linked to TeamDignitas.com or whatever the old website was pretty much now no longer helps them. And they got to get all that to go to a new website. So that's yeah. why that's not showing up there. And even if you have the top marketing like organization in the world, that's still not something you can do overnight. So I think yeah. with time, that is going to be coming up more and more. So I wouldn't worry about that too much. Now, I wouldn't say that's a Probably. fumble. But that's yeah, something enough. that is going to take time. And they still could have done better. Mm-hmm. But that's yeah. coming up more. Yeah. They also are now partnered with Champion as well, the, uh, the the clothing brand. So going back into lifestyle, you know, uh, you know, esports pairing, much like uh, much like Hundred Thieves, uh, and like I mean, Champion, Champion, like kind of like made a major resurgence in the last couple of years. So I mean, maybe they hope to do the same thing with the Dignitas brand. I'm not too sure. Yeah, I don't know. Do I want to get some of your opinion on this before I keep going too deep? I didn't think their old branding had, had that many issues with it. Yeah. I thought it was just fine. I like, like the uh, dropping of the team. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, I know. That, I think that's good because I think the whole having esports in your name and team in your name is, is starting to get a little... Um, dated? It's getting to be a little... Yeah, dated and a little bit much. Um, so I, I don't know why they... I don't I don't know why they did the, the logo change. I mean, because like, they didn't want a completely fresh rebranding because they kept the colors, so why not just keep the mascot? Because they had a... They had like a simple version of the mascot, and it and it looked just fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, don't know. I, I, mean, I, I think it's good. It has too. people talking about Dignitas again. When was the last time any of us even mentioned that team? I mean, I know uh, they're still decent in a couple esports, but like here's here's of the storm is their big thing. Here's of the storm and CS:GO are like their two, or at least here's of the storm recently is their big like calling card. Like that's what that's what they're and they're. They're CSGO female team. They're, like, the only ones who do it, and they're, like, really, really good at it. But but nonetheless, uh, like, sure, yeah. we usually are just kind of more service level and all that kind of stuff. We don't go into, like, super deep in a lot of esports. But in, like, the over the year we've been podcasting, I am 90% confident we have never said Team Dignitas or Dignitas. We have never oh, brought them up. I mean, we usually, we usually talk about teams who, you know, who, like, win and stuff. Yeah. So I know, I know again, we don't go yeah. super in, but what I'm saying is that it's good for them because they have people talking and they have people caring about who they are again, which after yeah. kind of like, we probably talked about them a little bit when they didn't make um, the cut for um, NA franchising and stuff kind of like that. But like, I think this is good for them because it's that old thing that any publicity is good publicity. And even if people are kind of torn over the logo and that people are talking about them and curious to see what they're going to do next which is super big and staying relevant and having people talk about you in esports if you're not constantly winning these huge events is incredibly important. So I think the video and the talking about it, I think that's all good for them. Whether I agree with their branding and all that kind of stuff is one thing or another. But I do still see this being an overall positive for them. Even if people want to still hang on to the old logo, let them do that. They care about Digitas again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, well, I, I'm kind of excited to see what this means for the brand altogether. I'm hoping that they, like, because, I mean, like, I'm looking at their website right now. They kind of dominate all the offshoot. Like, all the non, I would, I, I don't want to call them, like, S-tier titles in esports, but it's kind of it. So, like, I mean, Rocket League, here's the Storm, uh, Clash Clans, or Clash Royale, uh, which, I mean, I, I we have to we have to accept the fact that that is becoming a pretty decent big, like, a pretty decent esport. Um, Smite and smash bros and stuff like that so i mean like this is that's their wheelhouse that's their thing so i mean if this means they get tons of publicity with that power to them you know what i mean so 
But, but uh, anything yeah, we ahead. want to kind of wrap up on for this, I know we have one more story kind of before we end out tonight. We'll probably go a couple minutes over, but we have one last thing that I kind of want to hand it off to Dylan because I'm really curious to see what your guys' takes are. Like, when I first heard about this and saw it actually happening, I was honestly torn, and I still don't know where I land kind of on this. So, Dylan, tell me a little bit about Walmart. All right, so tonight's been... It's been an emotional night. It's been a roller coaster for me. <laughs> I've had a lot of heartache tonight. And I this is a new story I'm actually really happy about. I think it's a really good thing, okay, actually. Wow. Um, so Esports Arena, who we've known from California and Las Vegas, I think is their two main locations. They're expanding now to five locations inside Walmarts. And so just to get a vision of what this is going to look like, um, have you ever seen like a subway inside of a Walmart before? McDonald's. I yeah, see we're at McDonald's. It's, yep. it's so you basically walk in and it's like a little offshoot inside Walmart. Yep. Yep. Um, same like you might see like uh, Walmart has a pharmacy or a place to buy like uh, glasses, like where they check your eyes and stuff. I think it's going to look a little bit like that, except it's the esports arena. There is a so, picture of it online. I replied yep. to a tweet that retweeted, I believe. So if you do go to our Twitter at the esports pod, um, we do mention it. I can probably retweet it or something later. So there is kind of a picture of it, and it doesn't look bad. I'm not saying it looks bad. It's just yeah, and so what its whole deal is going to be is that they're going to be using it probably like for an internet cafe and stuff, but more importantly to host events. And I think that's the really cool thing. And I think that is the important thing because one, if you're like, hey, everyone, we're having like a League of Legends event. Can you imagine kids in this town will go, hell yeah, that sounds rad. I'm going to go down. I'm going to play League of Legends. We're going to go and we're going to get like cosmic brownies and, and Mountain Dew and stuff at Walmart. Oh my- at the same time, that I would have done that in high Cosmic school. That sounds brownie, so cool. I love that. Oh like, man! I I know it's like oh it's a Walmart and like, it, but I mean like, it's cool. It, I think I think this is really cool, and I think a lot of eyes are going to be on esports because of this. And what I think would be the coolest, right? Is they have a nice big event, and they put TVs on the outside, so people are walking by and they could see it up there. Oh, yeah. that would look so cool. That would look pretty sharp. I my, uh, my big. My, oh, go oh, ahead. Go sorry. You go. No, you go first. You go first. Okay. Okay. So, like, I'll, I'll make it kind of quick. The big, th- the big thing with me with Walmart is that Walmart is one of those things that no matter what your background in, as far as like, as far as your family setup, your, your, you know, your income overall, everybody goes to Walmart. Everybody does Walmart. Every, like, you know, it's just it's it's, it's a universal thing, right? You know what I mean? So this this hits everybody. This is like they're, they're, nobody's excluded when it comes to something like this. So, that, like, I mean, I and again, that means a more people are coming in. So, I think for me, this is this. I, I'm a big fan, big fan. I would be all over this if this was like in Best Buy or something like that. Like, I understand what you're saying with like, oh, it touches everyone. Yes, but I think we should focus more on the people that are kind of more technology. And kind of people that still go and shop at Best Buy. Because not a lot of people still shop at Best Buy. It's, no, it's no, not doing no. well. It, but, like, I feel like that that's a great target market. It doesn't feel much more fitting to go to a Best Buy for a small esports tournament than a Walmart. No. I just feel no, like that no, just fits everything. It doesn't. I'm going to explain why. This is not an extra thing to go to. Un- unlike a, like a, having a McDonald's or a Subway inside of Walmart. If you go to Walmart and there's a Subway or McDonald's there, you go that you go, oh, I'm going to Walmart. Like, I'm here already. I kind of want to have lunch. I go there. This is a destination. You go to this Walmart to go to the esports arena and play in small local events. You go there for this purpose. 
it being in the central location of Walmart is just the added benefit to it. And I think if you go to an esports event at a Best Buy, there's not really anything to get there that's important. Like, why are you going to go there and get headphones? Get, be, but what do you know? You just made two different points. One, you're saying, well, if you're going to Best Buy, there's nothing to get there. Like, no, no, no. It's not. It's not two different points. What I'm saying is the esports arena is a destination, right? Yeah. So, so why would it matter if there's nothing purpose. there to buy? So you could buy food to eat and hang out with your friends. That, that, and like, I mean, that, and, okay. And Andrew, to build on what you said, you said nobody really shops at Best Buy anymore, right? So why put something in somewhere which is already already? Because kind of it like brings a them thing? back. It's technology based. People that shop at Best Buy still are probably more than likely to be somewhat interested, more than likely to be interested in, in esports if they walk by it. No. Okay. Okay. So here's the thing, right? If one thousand yeah. people go to if one thousand people go to Best Buy, right, and like fifty percent of them are in esports, cool. But what if a hundred thousand people go to Walmart? Like ten percent of them are interested in esports, but a, a bigger percentage actually is like doesn't know about esports, but learns about esports. That's just it too, because I mean, like again, it's it's it like we already talked about it. Walmart's almost like all encompassing. Like they, 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 you know, everybody still goes to Walmart. A very niche. I, I, I want to say niche because like I, it's like the elderly go to go to go to Best Buy. My buddy works there. It's all he sells to is either the elderly or people who come in with student loans, and that's it. So I mean, like you, the, you have such a niche market where Walmart again, it's all encompassing, and yeah, the, the ability to learn about esports is a big deal as well. Much like our New York ball drop thing with Ninja, kind of the same thing. It's it's again, it's it's roping in more people. I don't agree. I don't and, have and any more points to fight you on it, but I don't agree, and I am I, not. Also, we have to learn that this isn't in every Walmart. It's, it's five in LA. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's like it's all in California. It's all incredibly populated areas. You know, yeah, it's in super, super populated areas, and it's in, like, it's in West Coast areas, you know, places that people are more, like, like affluent in technology. Which and progr- why and Best Buy makes and... even more sense. <laughs> These people there have the money to go shop at Best Buy. But that's just it. Like somebody said in, ch- in chat, if you're in tech, you're ordering online. Yeah. For me, from 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 me, like in uh, in Canada, we're ordering from Newegg. We're not ordering. Well, I'm not true. going to I Best order Buy. Anything from Newegg. Exactly. Right, exactly. Newegg. So who knows? Maybe one day you'll be ordering from me. Oh, maybe, maybe. I but hope so. Give me deals. <laughs> with that, with that, I think we're a little couple minutes over, but I think it was a nice little. We'll call that a discussion. I, I don't know if we're quite to the point of a debate or an argument, but it was not quite a conversation. Um, but I think, is there anything you guys want to touch on, wrap up on from anything we talked about, anything brought up in chat, anything that just came to your mind before we take off from today's episode? Weldon Green, boys. Weldon Green. Oh, God. That's it. Bless Weldon. Bless Weldon. All right. But... Um, with that, I just want to thank everyone that was interacting with Chad. We had a lot of people hop in the chat today and interact with that. So thank you all so much. For the YouTube and um, podcast listeners, thank you also for tuning in. It means just as much to us whether you're interacting with us live in chat, downloading, or anything kind of like that. So just thank you to whoever you are, however you are getting this, for helping us make Project Esports what it is. Come on. Is it, is it me? It's you! <laughs> okay. Um, so don't close. forget... Don't forget, we go live um, every single Monday at 6.30 Eastern Standard Time. 
right here on twitch.tv slash the game house uh you can also find all our podcasts on every single podcast platform out there we got spotify itunes stitcher google play all of them literally all of them to search uh project esports podcast you can listen to us all that always goes up live the following day every single tuesday morning so whenever you're commuting you can listen to us um and you can also find all the vods at the game houses um uh, youtube page or twitch or twitch yeah vods on twitch whatever you want they work sort of <laughs> and with that being said guys any any interaction any subscription any following anything you guys tweet back to us on twitter all that good stuff we appreciate the hell out of it um we're still growing we're still looking to grow so we we value any interaction we get um like like to the point where we were doing that thing where we were thanking everybody in chat because like i mean that's that's how much we appreciate it that's how much we appreciate you guys and i'm standing by it before you do the closing thank you very much for doing that and being on top of that but anyone that does go on their podcasting platforms itunes anything kind of like that and leaves a review or um a review and like a five-star rating or whatever like that i will personally thank on my twitter on the project esports twitter send us a picture and at the end of each episode for the next couple of weeks so if you want to get a shout out and just help us out a ton we we will do for a couple weeks now if you give us a review send us a picture we will give you a shout out because it does mean that much to us and you are really helping us a lot by doing that so with that i will hand it back over to you james well it's just for me to say i'm james (laughs) i'm dylan I'm Andrew, and we're staying with a consistent ending if it's the death of me. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. It was a lot of fun having you guys. We will see you next Monday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time.